My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Mad Men, episode number 78. Today, I had a complete blessing to get to talk to Danny Martinez. Danny is the owner of six bars and restaurants, probably more than that he's not telling me about. Um, Danny feels, it feels like Danny's doing everything. Um, he's an unbelievable guy. He traveled the world um, dancing and in the entertainment world and working for record labels. Just really an unbelievable guy and leader. And I think what you're going to take away from this episode is Danny's care for people and his views on how to love people, how to lead people, and uh, really just a a good, fun, educational podcast that I think you're going to enjoy. We would love it if you just take a few seconds, you'd hit subscribe, give us some stars, leave us some feedback. So let's go. Just some old heads from out of space like we come from a whole other time and place, man. Thanks for coming in here to talk to me. Oh man, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. I'm surprised that you one were willing to do it, and <laughs> equally had the time to do it. Well, you know, I love Madman. I, I I tap in when I can to kind of see your podcast online, stuff like that. So thanks, man. Yeah, I check it out all the time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. Will you uh, will you do me a favor and introduce yourself and kind of what all you do, which is a lot. <laughs> My name is Danny Martinez. I own the Saloma Martin Investment Group and J Christian Multimedia. Um, this part of North Texas, I have about six venues, restaurants and bars. So, man, yeah, six is a lot. Six is a lot. So, how, okay. How did one you, is a lot? <laughs> yeah. How, so how did you get into uh, like food and beverage? Um, honestly, you know, I wanted to, uh, I, when, when I was a lot younger, um, I went for hospitality management. I wanted to get into like, um, uh, what is that? Like being a travel agent. But that was like the beginning of like really the boom of the internet and, you know, Expedia and stuff. And I kind of seen that coming. So I was like, I'm just spinning my wheels for nothing. Yeah. That This is going to be a dying market. But part of that was um, being in food and beverage. You know, you had to go to hospitality. So I really had a had an act for it. I liked it. You know, I'd been in music for such a long time and that just kind of went along with it. You know, so what all did you do in music? Uh, I worked for a few record labels. You know, I worked in San Diego and. I started off here in, in North Texas and I got a gig. I was able to go to the West Coast and I did the West Coast thing for a little bit. And then um, I took a gig with an like an indie label, an indie Latin label uh, in San Antonio. And that kind of just progressed from there. So I worked for that for about maybe three years with that label. And then I went ahead and uh, I got a gig at a bigger label. So I worked for cool. Sony BMG and stuff like that. So that was that was a good experience. Did you enjoy that? I did. I did. I, I enjoyed the traveling. You know, I was young, so I got to travel everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. I loved it. But uh, it gets tiresome after a while, you know. It does get old. Well, so what does that look like when you're doing that? Like, what's the day-to-day and, like, working for a label or just in the music industry? Just that just hectic. always feels so foreign to me. It's just hectic. It's hectic. Not a lot of people know what goes on behind the scenes of, you know, creating something that – um everybody imagines to be so moving you know yeah. people people um think of music as you know it it crosses all kinds of barriers and boundaries and it does and but there's a lot that goes behind it you know to make sure that that is going to be sellable for one because that's what everybody wants to make money um and you just got to keep on top of it so you know, it's just crazy it's a lot man it is a lot it's got to be super fast paced too it's super fast paced but touring is worse you know a lot of people think like oh it's 
such a great thing. You're traveling and you seeing the world and everything else, but they don't take into consideration that you don't see anything. Yeah. But like a venue or an auditorium, you know, I've been I, I tell everybody I've been to New York five times and I've never seen New York. So, you know, we fly in, go straight to the hotel, go straight to the venue, practice. We're so exhausted. Go straight back to the hotel. After the gig, you go back to your hotel, have a few drinks, eat dinner, whatever, because you haven't ate. And next morning you get woke up at checkout and you have to shuttle yourself back to the airport. Gee, so what all did you do on tour? Um, well, when I worked with the labels, I did a lot of um, promotion, marketing, okay. stuff like that. I made sure their their music was being spun on the radio. Okay. Um, before that, what got me in on it was, uh, you can't really tell now, but I used to be a, a background dancer for some Latin artists. So that kind of got me in the game. So I'd be bouncing around back there on stage. That's awesome. Yeah. So that got me in it. You better, I hope you don't ever get to see me dance, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty impressive. Mm. I'm not at all. Well, but I like to, I like to think I, when I get some moves, though. I get a couple uh, Kentucky deluxes in at a wedding. Mm. I can be a real problem. I can be a real problem for the wedding <laughs> or some entertainment. Either oh way. yeah. For everybody that's not dancing and that is completely sober. I'm a real problem. Oh. So it's, it's not good. I have a few people like that in my circle. So yeah, I totally understand. So that's, that's, that's crazy, man, that you travel the country and like danced. Yeah. For like to have a skill set like that and to be able to be paid to do it at that scale is so impressive to me. Dude, I've, I've met dancers that were way better than me and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know how I, you know, I was just, it was the luck of the draw, but it I happens guess for me. Yeah. That's, then that's how I take it is, you know, I'm like, I could never do what some, I see some people do. And, uh, I'm like, I used to get paid, but <laughs> to do some stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand how I even got paid to do it. But yeah, it happened. It happened. It got me into where I was going. So everything kind of was a stepping stone, which is awesome. Yeah, it was a good deal. I think that's something that a lot of people lose sight on is that like they have this goal and this dream in the long run, mm -hmm. but they, they don't realize that there are like phases and steps that take to yeah, get there. There is, there is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad days sometimes especially in business then there is good days and yeah. you just kind of kind of weather those it's a lot of trial and error i think you know yeah. we learned a lot i've we just celebrated uh jay christian's 21st anniversary this year and uh so i've been paying taxes on that for 21 years so that, <laughs> that's, that, that's put it. that was really the, the the celebration being able to pay taxes on something like that but um the uh the biggest part was i learned a lot in those 21 years yeah so so what all, um, like what all does Jay Christian encompass? Jay Christian was the start of, um, the start of everything really. Okay. That's kind of my stage name was. Okay. Still is. A lot of people know me by that. And but, it's, uh, it's, it's J-A-E, right? Yeah, J-A-E. Okay. Um, it was a lot more commercial than Danny Martinez. Okay. You know, so that's why that kind of came about. I think Danny Martinez is a super sweet name. I, I guess now, you know. Yeah. Logan, like, Logan Draper. Ugh. Like, it's just like the most generic. You just pick two generic names. I don't think so. I think it's like, it sounds like you don't know what it is. You you know, you you could be, you know, all kinds of different things. Yeah. Thanks. You know, I so. just think it's a super generic name, but Jay <laughs> Christian's super dope too. Yeah. So that was kind of a put together thing. And, you know, Jay's my middle name. So we took that and um, the person that kind of helped me get everything started was Christian. Everybody took Christian as their stage last name. So that kind of worked that way. So that's cool. Yeah. So you, I mean, so 
you own a bunch of bars and restaurants. Right. Was that okay? Let's even go further back. Like growing up, what did did you have? Like a what did you want to be when you were growing up? You know, I didn't. I really didn't have those aspirations to be lawyer, doctor, stuff yeah. like that. I knew I always wanted to do something in entertainment. You know, my my life growing up, we had real humble beginnings. But my life growing up, um, we always had a lot of music and art. My mother's a a great artist. You know, so. She always uh, made sure that there was stuff for us to draw on or color on and encouraged us to write on the walls and stuff. That's kind of was the way we were raised and um, music blame, but all kinds of music from, you know, oldies to Motown yep. to rock to everything. So um, I grew up in a very artistic house, so I knew that's what I wanted. I knew I, I wanted to be something in those lines. So, yeah. Did you ever think you would uh, be the level of entrepreneur that you are? No, I mean... I always knew that um, I had to do something and I wasn't going to just sit back and just be in one certain box. You yeah, know, yeah. I've always I've always thought that of myself to where I, I can't just kind of be in the norm. It has to be a little this is normal to me. You know, business is normal to me. And it, okay, it kind of always has been. Yeah. Did you I mean, is that part of why you have so many things is that you did the box like you just you enjoy kind of covering all the bases so you have so much going on or is that just a byproduct of you just being good at a lot of things and that just keeps happening no you know i actually i don't think i'm good at certain things like you know i think to 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 be successful i think you have to be good at least one thing you mm. know at least be good with people or you yeah, know yeah. be good at numbers you know i don't think anybody's good at multiple things you know i'm horrible with numbers but i think i'm good with people mm. i think i could kind of mesh with a lot of people which that is kind of um, that's a huge skill, a big part of my success, because I think I could sit down and have conversations with people um, in kind of all different directions. Yeah. You know, so that's a huge skill. Yeah. And I think it's an undervalued skill. It's not something that you really get taught in school. Right. It, I think some people have it and some people can learn it, I think. But I think it's a it's crucial. People always yeah. said, like, it's about who, you know, but I think it's even more than that. I think it's also about how you can interact with those people. Yeah. It's all social skills. Yeah. You know. And I think that's why that's I think that's one of the few reasons I've been able to survive in business. Yeah. There's a lot of the other things like the the business math and some of this other stuff is a learned behavior. Right. But the social skills is something I think that I've kind of leaned into and building relationships and getting to know people and like I enjoy that. Yeah. Me I enjoy that more than the business side of it by far. Yeah. You know, I enjoy being out and stuff. Now nowadays being in it for so long and um I enjoy my quiet time though. Yeah. I, I enjoy just being at home. When you get that. Not very often, you know, <laughs> not very often at all. We'll, we'll cut our, we'll, I'll cut my day short sometimes in the middle of the week if it's Good. a slow week. And, um, but yeah, starting from Thursday to Sunday, it's kind of from day to night next morning. So do you take like throughout the week, do you take like a weekend through like Monday, Tuesday? Like do you take days off or is it just every week's different? I usually do like a half day on Monday because Monday is so stressful most of the time because it's a Monday. Um, and I'll try to take a half day on Monday and kind of just go out and have drinks at a place that's not one of our own places or <laughs> yeah, whatever. So you're not just looking around. Right. And you know, being upset. So, um, I'll just hang out. I'll go. There's a few local places that I'll go and I, I'm real into like eating local and shopping local. So there's a few places that I kind of, I, I have to make myself go. You know, I like the place, but I make sure that I go to show my support. So, yeah. 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 I think it's important, especially when you, you understand what it's like to be a local business, you mm -hmm. know, and, um, what, what drew you into the food and beverage industry? Well, you know, I mean, I, I guess that disconnected to entertainment to some degree. Yeah, it is. Um, 
it was just another um it was another area that um i knew a little bit about and i knew that it was um a market that i could kind of get into and i could get into um and pretty much be successful you know once you once you created kind of a um uh an element of you know how something works you know you could just take that and do a bunch of different things and yeah. as long as you have those bones and that way that you work that structure i think you could kind of do anything you know um mm. so that's what kind of i took from the music side and the bar side and to the restaurant side to incorporate food and stuff and it went well you know i was i was privileged enough to go into a venue that was already operating as a restaurant so it already had its um its customers and it already had they had already gone through all of these changes and stuff like that it just needed to kind of be restructured a little bit to to be stronger and um it went over really well so so you just kept doing it kept doing it you know once once you have a you know people say like a recipe for success it's anything you know you can make something at home and you know it's good to do this and do this and do this then you're going to keep doing it yeah you know because it's always going to come out the same and uh that's pretty much how I do the businesses, you know. Yeah. We do it this way, this way, and this way, and we know, you know, it should show a return. Yeah. You know. I think I've noticed that a lot with entrepreneurs or people that start businesses. They they fall in love with what they do. They make something, and then as it grows, they get frustrated because they're no longer doing what they love. They're just managing this machine, and then right. other people are creating. Has that been a struggle for you, or is kind of what I mean? I guess in you creating this recipe. I mean, you're the person who keeps implementing it and bringing people in to do it. It is. And, you know, it does it, it, it does become a struggle, you know, being independently owned. You know, you have those ups and downs, you know, yeah. um, there's not 500 restaurants, you know, there's six of us, you know. So um, you struggle just like everybody else struggles, but uh, you struggle with your ups and your downs. And it gets uh, you do just manage people after a while. But I strongly believe that people do not work for a company. They work for people. Yep. You know, and if you have that relationship with your people, that makes you stronger, you know, because you could, you know, lean on your people a little bit more and they're understanding because, you know, they see it. So. Yeah. I think that's been something just in like the short time getting to know you that's been real impressive is that like when you say that, I genuinely believe you is that I think a lot of people don't believe that, um, that they, that it, you don't work for a company, you work for people. And if you don't treat people as people, then yeah. they're going to find another person or company to work for. And so I think it's been really cool to see how you've invested in your people and how they trust you. Yeah. You know, my, one of my biggest things, and I tell people sometimes, you know, they're like, what, what is your biggest, you know, issue? You know, what, what, what bothers you on a day to day? I guess what bothers me and, you know, it happened a few years ago. It wasn't even something that happened, you know, recently or such a long time ago. It was more recent than anything was I have to wake up every morning and understand we have 73 employees throughout this part of Texas Jeez. and Southern Oklahoma. You know, I have to wake up and remind myself that my decisions that I make on my company, if affect our our people, you know, so yeah. if um, I make the wrong decision on a restaurant or a bar, then it's going to affect the 15 or 20 people that work there. You know, if I shut that restaurant down or if I'm not managing it correctly, then you know, those those people I've gotten to know their families and, you know, their their personal things and stuff. So I'm responsible for, you know, bills. I'm responsible for car payments and kids and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, and that's hard. That is one. It's heavy. Yeah. But two, it's easy to get into the business side and just look at the financials and to see what's profitable, what's not. But it, it when you really tie in the human aspect. 
Yeah. Like those aren't just numbers on a page. Yeah. Those are people's lives. They are. And you know, we've, and I think that's, that's a part of us being as successful as we become in, in, in this area is because our, we take care of our people, you know? So we have people that have been with us since we started, you know, in the restaurants and the bars and they're still with us, you that's know? Wild. So our turnover is not really high. Yeah. We have the average kind of turnover, um, in the restaurants and bars, but for the bulk, a good 75 to 80% of our staff, They've been with us for years. Yeah. Yeah. If you were going to say like what the most, um, when you come in and restructure, like what the most important thing that you focus on when you go into a restaurant or a bar, what do you think like the most important aspect is? I know it's like a real generic question. No, I mean, I think the, it's the people, you know, a, a business doesn't go, you know, and that's kind of how we're known. We go in and we buy a building or a business that, that kind of has been struggling or is struggling and we'll go in and we'll kind of revise it. We just did that recently to another bar here in town. Um, but people don't sell when they're doing great. Mm. You know what I mean? People sell when it's already struggling. Yeah. And it, it's kind of difficult to keep a hold of and they don't want to let it go. You know, but um, the best time to sell something is when it's doing great. And a lot of people aren't going to sell it because it's doing great. So why am I going to sell it? But uh, when it's already down to that point, you got to kind of take into consideration why is it there? And a lot of it, unfortunately, comes down to mismanagement. Mm. You know, they weren't paying attention to their people or things were walking out of the door, you know, stuff like that or the back door stuff, you know. So when I go into things, I look at the people first and, you know, I kind of go down the line from that because you'll you'll find out what your opportunities are, especially if it's a business that's been open six plus years. Yeah. And um, there is something that happened in those six plus years and, you know, somebody got tired and they gave up. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. gotta be hard. Cause it's not like you get, um, I mean, I guess in the restaurant game, it's seasonal to some degree, but it's also people eat. Yeah. And it seems like people are going out to eat more and more now than when you started for sure. Well, yeah, but I think we're in the age of, um, the food truck. Really? Mm. We're in the age of like the food truck. Like that's a big thing. Like I love, like there's so many different food trucks here and I have my favorites that I go to. And like I said, I'm all about local food and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all about the food truck. If you don't have some, and I tell other restaurateurs that, you know, they struggle and they're, you know, we, we picked out more restaurants and maybe some of them have, and, um, they'll ask, you know, what, what I think about certain things and they'll tell me, you know, if the trucks can kind of hurt their business, but that's their, that's on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, yeah, can, yeah. if you have great food, great service, a great product all around, people are going to come, you yeah. know? But uh, these food trucks, they they knock out some great food, you know. Yeah. So no one can, no one can be mad. I know it's kind of awesome, and it yeah. brings variety. It does. It does. And I think that's like my wife and I. It's been a big thing. Our top two things when we're going somewhere for the first time, um, price can play a factor. Right. Um, quality obviously is important, but I think customer service. If I don't love my meal, I'm definitely willing to come back and find something different. Um, but if the customer service is bad the first time. It's hard for me to come back, yeah. but if I if I become a regular and come back and then I have one bad experience, I usually will come back still, assuming the best. Yeah, I think that customer service piece is so important. It is, it is. You know, I I give everything like um, I have a thing with threes, so I give everything like three chances. You know, food, the service, the drinks, whatever, um, because they they could be having a bad day. Yep. You know, the the kitchen could be having a bad day. You know, I hate going to restaurants that just opened that first week. Cause they don't even know what they're really doing yet. You know, they haven't got it down. So, um, 
I, I usually give them a little bit, like a month or two to be open and I'll go out and I'll try them out a few times. Same thing with service. You know, service is a big thing, but I've, I've been to restaurants where I've gotten great food and horrible service and I've still been back because of the food. Yeah. And then I've been to restaurants that I've had great service and not so great food, but I've still been back because the service is good and maybe the drinks are good. So Yeah. We went to a restaurant, a chain restaurant. I don't know. It's been a couple of months. And it was a, a pretty decent experience. And then the lady spilled um, hot butter all over me. <laughs> and uh, first off, she couldn't have picked a better person in the restaurant to spill it on. Because I thought it was hilarious. And everybody at my table thought it was funny. And it like stained my pants. But they came over and they're like, hey, we'll pay for your dry cleaning. You know, we'll do all stuff. And I didn't want any of that. Like, it didn't matter. The poor lady was doing everything she could. And it just happened to spill it all over me. Um, but for some reason, that moment made me um, feel more invested. Like, yeah. it happened it happens like she she didn't throw it at me you know right. and they offered to pay for all this stuff again i don't think that should come out of her paycheck by any means right right um but yeah it was it's was just one of those things that afterward i was like i think i'm gonna go back just because of that lady yeah well that's good you know a lot of people they don't uh, uh, people that have not been in the food service industry i don't think understand the struggle that food service people you know go through at yeah. times so um you know they take it out on them that way but you know yeah, that's just unfortunate. Sometimes. That's been a big, and I'm I'm kind of weird too, just because um, if my if my meal comes out wrong, mm-hmm. I rarely say anything. Right. Not even because I'm afraid that they're gonna do something in the kitchen. People always say that. I just don't. I'm I'm pretty easygoing, and I don't care that much. If it's like way wrong, I would say something. Um, but I get real if I'm in a large group of people and something goes wrong for someone, and they kind of have an attitude about it, I start to just cringe, and then I tip more <laughs> because I know that person's probably not gonna tip well. Right, and it str- it like will stress me yeah. out to the point where I want to pull the waiter or waitress aside and be like, "Hey, who cares? We got you." Yeah, but that stuff stresses me out, and I can't imagine being a waiter or waitress. Yeah, it's crazy. I, mean, I hear that too. Oh, they may do something to your food back there. You know, <laughs> realistically, I think that um, the kitchen cooks don't even care. Like, <laughs> they they don't care. You want an extra whatever, they'll just make it and throw it on there. You know, they they don't really care. You know. So. Yeah, and I've never. That's I don't know why that's never been a fear of mine. Yeah, I just I mean, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. I just honestly don't want to know. Yeah, just don't tell me. <laughs> you know, if someone spit my food, just don't tell me. I won't notice. I, I don't. I don't. I, I've never. I've been in the kitchen business and restaurant business for such a long time. You know, like I said, I don't. I think that's something that's on 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 this side of of the kitchen and not that side of the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. You know, the kitchen don't even care. They'll just give you stuff away, and that's my big one of my biggest things is. You know, why'd y'all give away like all these steaks and enchiladas and fajitas and stuff? They're all oh, they they said that there wasn't enough on the plate, so we gave them a whole extra one. You know what I mean? So yeah, kitchen doesn't care. They're just they're just it's not their money. It. It's not their money. And is that a hard piece for you? It is our 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 loss. You know, in the restaurant, you know, we overpouring, overpouring. Or... You know, that's the biggest thing in the bars. You know, you get bartenders are like, yeah, I could pack your bar. Like your bar will be packed tomorrow. Okay, but. <laughs> how much am i gonna give away for free yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, I used to watch um my wife and i got real obsessed with uh bar rescue oh yeah like real obsessed that john taffer yeah, yeah to the point where i was and still am con- i was convinced for so long that i this would be so easy to run a bar like mm-hmm. you just gotta have all your safeguards in place and then we obviously jumped into the game for a little while and it didn't go great uh, but it's such a hands-on i mean you can't just set it up a perfect system and leave yeah. Like you just got to be there. You have to live in your venues or have someone you trust there all yeah. the time. Yeah. So is that is that a big piece for you is finding like a, a general manager or someone that's running that establishment or do you have someone that kind of rotates or? 
Well, you know, I have a I have a little secret that not a lot of people know on on how I keep our GMs in our restaurant and our costs low. So one of the things that I do in all of our venues, um, especially the bars, um, each of the GMs have the opportunity to become a partner with me in a few years. Hmm. So I sit down with them and I tell them, look, um, it takes a long time for me to pick one anyway, but um, I get them to commit because like you said earlier, if it's not theirs, they don't care. It's not their money. But um, we just picked up a new venue. Like I said, the GM there um, sat down with them and I told him, you know, in two years, you know, two years, I picked two years because that's the length of a a TABC liquor license. Um, And uh, during the renewal, I have to put whoever owns it on the renewal. So I, I tell them, you know, we'll, I don't mind putting you on, you know, but you're going to have to live here, you know, and you'll get paid your salary, but you have those good days and your bad days. So do you see a big difference in that though? Like when somebody's got skin in the game, I do. And there's a future in that. I think that you're willing to not just check in and check out. Yeah. And, and, and I do, and I do, you know, I think about it all the time. You know, when I first started, I, I wish that I had just that little bit of boost to help me not struggle so much. If I had somebody else I could lean on and be like, hey, you know, give me the opportunity and I'm going to do a great job. Um, we didn't have that really in the beginning. So uh, we lost and, you know, we'd fall and I'd have to resave and redo things and do it again. And, um, you know, after a while, it's just like, you know, I can't be everywhere at one time, but I trust my people mm. and I'm into my people and I want them to be successful. And uh, I don't need all of it. I just need a little bit of it, you know, yeah. and I'll be fine, you know. It's good that way. And, you know, let them spend all day every day there. Yeah. So is that like a long-term strategy for you? I mean, because in theory, you could make more money if you just were at all of them all the time. Right. Probably maybe burn out at some point. Right. uh, Or kill somebody Mm -hmm. just by punching them. Um, But is that like, is that for you just like realizing one, the investment in people, but two, also like the long-term game? Yeah, it's both. It's the investment in people and um, the longevity in this in this, you know, the, the restaurant and bar business and it, in this area and everywhere. And I, I think throughout Texas, maybe throughout the United States, um, everybody goes to the same thing. You know, there's always something bigger and better mm. coming out. There's always a nicer club, a nicer restaurant, you know, that that's happening. Like I said, I think that um, we're living in the day and age of uh, the food trucks. And, you know, if you don't have, you know, you could have, you know, a uh, half a million dollars invested into your restaurant. If your food is no good, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, you could have you a $20,000 food truck and have great food and sell more than that, you know, half a million dollar restaurant, whatever, you know? So that's, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. You know? So if, if you're not, if you're not, I think if you're not, um, realistic about a lot of things, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people, I, 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 I'm with a lot of people sometimes and um, I let them know. I just don't think some of their, their thought process is realistic. Yeah. You know, it has to be realistic to make sense. Yeah. You and know? I think it's a hard thing for people to yeah. hear. Yeah. Know? But it saves you a lot of pain in the long run. I mean, I, I think I, I kind of rub people the wrong way sometimes because I'm a little bit more you, you, opinionated really? or direct. Yeah. I just feel like I've never seen that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just probably haven't asked me a question that, you know, maybe I, I would have <laughs> answered wrongly for you or something. I, I need know. to find it because I, I, don't I don't think you can offend me. Yeah. And I mean that with like all sincerity. Like, well, that's, I, I don't I don't intentionally do it. No, I don't intentionally not. go out to be like, hey, but I'll give you my opinion. You know, I was out. I was having drinks with some some close friends of mine the other day and um, 
I was told by one of them that I, I offended, you know, some other people. It was just, I didn't directly do it. I just, I did it because I was just speaking what I had to say. Yeah. But they took it offensive. and so. But it's cool. That's like one of uh, my life missions is to like never be offended. Because at the end of the day, if somebody's trying to offend you, then there's no reason to be offended. That's just who they are. And you right. shouldn't waste your time on that. Right. And two, if somebody says something that is their opinion and it comes across and hurts your feelings, then you need to process it. Maybe it hurts your feelings because it's good truth and you need to process it. Right. Or it just isn't great input for you and it doesn't matter. They cared enough to tell you. It's just hard, man. Like I can't think of very few times in my life that it just, and I have to remember that though, because that, because I feel that way doesn't mean other people feel that way. Right. Sometimes I say stuff because yeah. I know how I operate and then I'm like, Oh, yeah. I might be in trouble now. You know, it's been, it's hard for me because you know, we have so many employees and I have to approach every single one of them kind of a different way. Yep. Like every one of them has their own like certain personality and like I could, I could kind of raise my voice with one and they're great. That's how they want me to talk to them. But if I even have a higher tone with another one, it's like, Shut down. I'm quitting. I'm, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of kind of have to pick and choose how I, how I talk to people. Yeah. And I think that's a cool trait though. Cause I think a lot of people just, they operate as they're comfortable. And I think when you operate as a person you're speaking to is more comfortable you get a lot more trust, a lot more longevity yeah. out of people. They'll buy into what you're doing. Um, and so I think that's a... They work... You know, I, I hate talking to people in the beginning of a shift, the beginning of the time they come in and work, because I just could set their tone for the whole day. Mm. So I usually try to talk to them after. So I'll pop up before, you know, they leave or whatever, and I have a conversation with them after they get off of work. So they could go home and process it however they want to process it, but... If I know it's going to be one of those conversations that yeah. kind of just tear up their whole day, I, I don't do that because I think about myself like, if I'm going to get bad news, let me get it late in the day so I don't just sit on it all day long. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, so yeah, I'll just take it that way. That's how I am when people say, um, hey, I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, we're going to need to do this fairly soon because now I'm going to think about this for the next <laughs> 12 to 24 hours. Right. So let's just talk right now. Yeah. People do that to me all the time. Like, I really need to tell you something. It's like, okay, tell me. And they're just like, no, we'll talk about it later. And it's like, nope. Because yeah. now I'm going to spend all day thinking about that there's a problem. And it's never anything usually big. Yeah, it's and like, then I stress for no reason. Do you like pineapple on your pizza or something? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> sure. I stress for 12 hours now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, the the food. I mean, just that industry. So, I mean, because you got to, not only are you dealing with employees, but you're dealing with clientele coming every day, some of which you could never satisfy. Right. Some people just need to be mad. Yeah, yeah. Do you deal with that? I mean, is that like been a struggle or? Um... I, tr truthfully, I don't usually deal with a lot of that. I know that our, that our employees, yeah. they're, they're, they're frontline. So they, they see that way more yeah. than I do. There is a few instances that uh, they had to bring to my attention, you know, so I could kind of address it or contact the, the customer or whatever and fix it. And a lot of times it is just that they've had a bad day, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Bad day, a little too much to drink. Yeah, you know, so not a good mixture. No, no. So that's how that works. Do you have a, Do you have a lot of people that um, like through all your years that like run the tab, like just just run out? Not really, not really. You know, truthfully, maybe less than a handful a year, like less than that. That's not bad. No. Do you, I mean? I guess with now there being cameras everywhere and all that, but I don't know. I just never. I guess I've never thought about doing that one. Right. But I just hear people talk about that a lot. People have run out or whatever. Yeah, no, like usually about a handful, maybe a year, maybe even that, maybe less, a lot less. 
um it doesn't happen very often it doesn't you know most but at the same time a lot of our venues um we're uh we're like real family mm. so everybody that usually comes out to our venues knows everybody else around them so yeah you know we have a lot of regulars so they they keep us busy good our regulars are also the ones to be like if there's an issue with another table or another customer in one of the bars and they hear that new customer kind of getting loud or you know obnoxious or rude or what however it is unhappy um i've had more customers get into other issues with other customers defending like a server or bartender than i do with like an issue between a, one of our employees and a customer that's pretty that's that's a great sign yeah so that's all i feel like it's always better that way yeah i mean i mean there's nothing i can really say like you know you said something that another customer was upset about and stood up and you know was asking you to clarify yeah. and you got upset because they were asking you a question but you know it just it, it happens you know it's life every day just got to be so yeah so different for you every day every day there's something different every day there really is are you able to um, talk about your new project uh the stephanie lynn project yeah yeah okay i just didn't know yeah it's out there it's it's out in the internet you know all that stuff so, so talk talk a little bit about her but then also like how this guy how this came about Cause i think this is so cool you know one of my venues that i own is uh, tequila mary's tequila bar um like i said i when i when i grew up i grew up in a very artistic house all kinds of music you know including uh hispanic music mexican music stuff so anyways um there is not one here in in the city uh so there 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 was one here years ago and it hasn't been around in a long time and when i decided to open up tequila mary's it was kind of a mixture of everything it was kind of like what i wanted i was actually open tequila mary's as a salsa club mm. it was going to be salsa merengue and all that stuff you know videos there's huge projectors in the bars and stuff so um that's what it was supposed to be um i found a salsa dj he was with me for a little bit and he got a i'm always big on people and making more money and doing big things and uh he had his own company and he's like you know i got a new gig and i can't do the dj gig so i'm like all right so i lost my dj and i didn't know where to start so i was like i don't know what to do i don't have a dj that plays his music or anything so um i uh downloaded a spotify commercial account and uh i dj'd and i just dj'd what i knew which was everything i grew up with and um i did it for about three months and before i did it tequila marriage was never really busy and uh, it got busy like super busy you know we were packed wall to wall people and you know to where i couldn't let anybody else in so uh good problem i started dj started to come to me tell me hey you know let me dj here you know that's good because I couldn't be owner and manager and bartender and security all at the same time. Um, so it worked out and Tequila Mary's six months after that and moved into a bigger building and that's where it's at now. And uh, it's doing great. It's doing great. Um, we got in contact. I was in music for so long. Um, there's an artist. Uh, she had a great, she still has a great career. Um, her name's Stephanie Lynn. She did a, um, she did a lot of stuff with uh, Selena. She did Selena's album, like that has like bitty bitty bomb bomb and stuff. She's in the backgrounds of that whole album, pretty much. So, uh, she uh, that's wild. She, she had her own her own career, and she was great for for a long time. And you know, she kind of took some time off. She took a hiatus from from the music stuff, and uh, I bugged her and told her like, let's work on a project together, because you know, 
music's always a passion for me anyway so it's a fun project you know working every day in the restaurants and the bars you know it because it's work now it's not it's not just fun you know it's just work yeah so um you know that was a, a great project i wanted to do and i'd been retired from the music thing for so long already uh in order for me to come out of it i wanted to be a a big project something that was going to be impactful in that genre of music so um her and i got together and she had a few ideas of she had been working on this storybook documentary um about her life her ups and her downs and stuff like that that she um really wanted to do and she was working on putting together and i wanted to push tequila mary's and uh we kind of merged the project um merging the project and then here design works bringing design works in on the project to kind of handle that because design works already handles all of our media stuff really for a lot of the venues um getting that situated all the pieces just kind of fell into place you know to where it became an easy project for us to handle and do with design works handling their part and us bringing in our part and you know it was great and it's opened the doors for us researching you know netflix and amazon and stuff like that yeah. so i think it's going to be a fantastic project so she's got a great story yeah she does and she's so talented she is she's very talented you know her vocal capability is just i mean it's crazy she she she's living here in north texas now and before she got into her place she um she stayed with us so um i set up a little mini studio in our house i got a speaker and a mic stuff like that so she could practice because she wanted to practice and we'd wake up to her belting out you know true colors by cindy lopper and you know, some Amy Winehouse or Whitney Houston. And it's a great way to wake up. I it's mean, a great way to wake up. But I mean, still, granted, I went to sleep at like five o'clock in the morning from the bars and she's out in, in the, the theater room over here belting out these great songs at like nine o'clock. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I can't really be that mad. Yeah. I guess so, if you're going to wake up at that yeah. point, it might as well be to that. There's not a lot of people that say they could wake up to that like no. that, you know? Yeah. No. So what, um, what's the next like phase for you in this project? So like like where's this going from here there's a so stephanie's kind of been on her own um her own thing she's been a um i don't say one man show for a long time but kind of a one woman thing for a long time um so we had to create the band around her so for the past maybe three months we the bands that have come over to tequila mary's they don't know that they're auditioning per se for her so they know that they got a gig at tequila mary's and they're getting paid to do this gig so I've sourced out some really great bands in that genre of music and uh, to come out the past few months. And um, I've told them after the gig, you know, well, it was pretty much an audition, you know, and we want you to see where you are with with participating and backing up Stephanie. And they're all for it. They're all, all of them are for it. But she really meshed well with um, one of the bands we brought in, which was Stampede, which is 25 years strong in that industry and. Um, award-winning and you know they they got all this great track record great resume um, really strong musicians that have been together for years um, but we were actually there about a week and a half ago and we spent the day with the, the band director and uh, they've agreed to uh, back Stephanie so that actually goes out next week we did a photo shoot with Design Works yesterday um, once those photos are done then the press release goes out that you know they've partnered and kind of merged together to do a few events we'll we'll be in austin at a big event in austin a big um 
show in Austin and then one uh, in Fort Worth for them to kind of practice. That's exciting. So yeah, it, it, it'll be fun. I mean, this whole tour thing, I'm not interested in getting back on the road, but Stephanie's been telling me, you know, you're going to get back on the road. Um, Are you going to get back on the road? I don't want to. And I tell her that. <laughs> I keep telling her I don't want to get back on the road. Um, but it's something that kind of has to happen. So. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so tour is in the yeah. plans, um, putting together some kind of a uh, documentary style. Yeah, it'll, we'll do that. And um, Is she writing? She is writing. That's she, exciting. She's writing a few things. Um, they're working on a few things for her. Um, she's real jazzy. A lot of people don't know one thing about her is she, um, she's very uh, soulful. She's more of an R&B. You know, I, I think she's more like Mary J. Blige than anything, than even a Latin singer. Like, she's real she's real urban, real hip-hop. So, How, how would you uh, describe her personality? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, she's probably watching this and listening, but um cuz she just got this energy about Stephanie her. Stephanie has energy and that she's she is, you know, I I will say and I've told her this, you know, in my career in my life, I've had the opportunity to to be around some really great artists, you know, in music, you know, and you walk into these rooms with these people and you understand why they're famous or why they have what they have and yeah. you know, all these things. And I really believe it's a, it, it's, it's a God given talent that they got. Um, Stephanie is the same way she, and you know, there's, there's, there's vocalists everywhere and a lot of people could sing, but uh, you put her in a room, you're going to remember her. Yeah. You know, you're going to, you're going to know who she is. She's going to know you. She's going to know your family. She's going to know everything about you by the time you kind of leave the room. So, you know, she's there's there's something very special about her. Yeah, she's just got like an, an energy about her. Yeah. Like when you walk in the room, you just feel like um she just brings something special to the table. Yeah. I mean before you even hear her sing. Yeah. And then you hear her sing, you're like, oh, okay. You're like, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> now, now now it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, and that's and, and that's strange because, you know, certain people have that and certain certain people don't, you know. Yeah. And it's a little bit annoying that she has both. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit annoying. Yeah, it, it's a lot annoying sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you get to wake up to it yeah well not anymore she has her own place so she's she's practicing at her house she'll come over to our house still and practice and hang out and you know stuff like that and we're having some drinks talking about her touring and her new album so yeah so okay we'll kind of start to wrap this up a little bit but um you're still super young yeah i'm 40 i just turned 40 in may you're super young and especially no, in the business to. game <laughs> like do you have any like is there any long-term plan or do you have anything that you're like hey, at some point i'd like to try this or anything different you'd like to do and you don't have to answer if it gives anything no, away no 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 um you know i i have i i think that i've i've i think i paid my dues a long time ago on what i needed to do you know so um i want to really focus on my family and myself you know um my Good relationships and I, I think I, I focus so much, you know, I have a son, my son's 22. So I, uh, I want to focus on my family and, you know, really just, you know, taking trips and, you know, vacation, stuff like that, that I haven't been really able to do the past 20 years. Yeah. You know, I, I want to do those things now, you know, so I kind of, my life is kind of flip flopped, you know, people do all their, their stuff in their early age. Um, I did everything kind of at an early age and, and I think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that, you know, it gives me a little bit more freedom. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's awesome. And it's encouraging to me too, because I've been incredibly blessed of getting to travel and do things, you know, obviously you did too. 
Um, but I've definitely invested as much as I can early so that later in life. Yeah. Um, you could enjoy it. Yeah. Like you get to go on vacations with kids and yeah. wife and friends and just have fun because I definitely don't think that we were created just to um, work. Yeah. Work, work. And then never find the joy. And some, and it's not everyone's blessed with that. Some people just they have to hustle, and mm. um, and that's unfortunate. Um, but finding the joy in it every day, but also being able to have that time, like that's really encouraging. Because I figured, um, with especially with your entrepreneurial spirit and how you operate, I think that's a I think that's a very healthy mindset. Yeah, and you know, like I said, you know my um, my mom was a my you know I I grew up in a single parent home, and my mother was a janitor her whole life. Mm. You know what I mean? until she retired, you know, and I, I don't, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, I have a lot of, I, I clean up after myself everywhere I go, hotels, I clean up, you know, I do everything, you know, so <laughs> I'm not saying anything. That was negative. instilled. Yeah. It was like, you, you know, you're not going to leave a messy room. Like, you know, you clean it. So, you know, that's, that's what I've done, but, um, I didn't want that. You know what I mean? I didn't want yeah, to yeah. work into my sixties and seventies, you know, breaking my back, you know, not, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I didn't want to do that. And um, when, you know, I spend a lot of time with her now. Um, and that that's a big thing. And if I was working so much, and I still am working so much, but I'll be able to take a little bit more time and, you know, enjoy her. Yeah, that's cool. It sounds like she uh, definitely instilled a work ethic in you. And yeah. uh, music and art, and that was the biggest thing. Music and art, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be into music and art as much as I am, so. Was she uh was she a singer or dancer like did she or did she just love it? She just loved it. She was she was an artist. She actually um she she we we were all about art and drawing cool. pictures and stuff like that. And I I remember when I was in school like I would the way I would sketch out a person you know was the way she would show me how to proportion a head and a body and stuff. And you know I was probably in third grade second grade and the teachers were always like how'd you learn how to do all that? <laughs> I was like well. Not I, from you. <laughs> yeah. But that's how home. I, my mom does. I have to draw a head that way with the ears have to be in the same spot. So, yeah. I have no, like, that's, that's so far from me. Like, in, really? you can't read my handwriting. Um, but I love it. Like, I just appreciate good art. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's kind of cool. Like, when you, when you see somebody who's passionate about something, even if they're not great at it yet, yeah. um, it's like, it gets you excited about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, true. yeah, I, I think that you're, I think that your level of skill is impressive, but I think that your care for people is what is so extraordinary. I, and I don't think it. a lot of people in your shoes, because it'd be easy just to say, hey, let's make some money. Yeah. Let's just make some money, and that's that's all that matters. But like seeing people, we, we try to say as much as we can here, but people over profit. Yeah. Like we just we believe in that. I mean, I would rather die and invest it in a lot of people's lives than uh, not have money to take to the grave. I mean, it just doesn't matter. You know, I walk into every every business meeting that I bring with people and I tell them that uh, I don't believe in a give and take situation. I don't at all. And it throws people off a little bit. And I tell everybody that it's a use you situation. How are you going to use me to get to where you need to go? And how am I going to use to you to get to where I need to go? Mm. If we both understand that when we walk into a situation or in business and we walk in this door together and we're like, hey, how are how are we going to help each other to get to where we need to go? Yep then it's a lot better than faking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, For sure. let's understand how are we going to use each other, whether you need me to buy your services or you to me to feed you or whatever it is we need to do to get to, to where we need to both be at. 
then let's understand that's where we need to be. You know, it's not a, I don't believe in a give or take. I don't think it's a give and take, yeah. you know, some people give way more than people take, you know, so it's never even, you know, and, and yeah, that yeah. causes problems. Yep. You know, long term, so, it brings bitterness yeah. or distrust. Yeah. So why not go into it talking about this is a use you situation, you yeah. know, whether you think that's the right verbiage for it or whatever. And a lot of people are like, that kind of sounds harsh. Um, I understand it sounds harsh, but life is harsh, you know? <laughs> yeah. No one's going to walk up and give you a $100 bill and be like, here, go ahead and have yeah, fun yeah. today, you know? That'd be nice. You know, it would be nice, but, you know, that's that's not realistic. No. No, and I think I think it's it sounds different than what, what you're actually practicing because I think that's the real reality. And I think people now, people are weird about money. Yeah. You know, or, or the business side of stuff. But I, we're, yeah, I've been here 10 years and I've never had a client walk in and be like, hey, we'd love to just give you some money. Yeah. You know, like they want value. And we, we want them to pay us. And so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like if they're paying us money and we're doing and we're providing yeah. services they need, then it's a use situation. It's a use you situation. It's not like I'm doing you a favor, you're doing me a favor. We're we're getting this done together. Yeah. And and when you realize that in doing business, it 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 makes your mind a lot more to me, um, at ease. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not walking into something that, you know, is just all flowers and butterflies and rainbows yeah, yeah that always sounds great yeah it does it sounds so the first fantastic. meeting always sounds to people and then after it's like hey now we gotta actually put this in practice so what do you need and what am i gonna get right that's what people are always asking yeah whether they realize it or not yeah we always close the podcast with this question and this is probably unfair to ask you this because you've given so much wisdom during this podcast yeah. but um we always ask like just for the people listening if you, it can be business, it can be life, it can be personal, it can be anything. But like, what's one word? What's struck one piece of wisdom you'd like to give people today? Like, what's something that just like, hey, I think people need to know this. Someone once told me that you should never live your life in what ifs. Don't what if things in life. Like, you know, if you, it's better for you to take that jump or to make that decision and fail. Than not to make the decision or make that ever jump. You know, if it, you're not going to harm anybody or harm yourself, then do it. You know, what's what's going to be what's going to be the, the bad thing of it? You know, you know, so don't live your life in what ifs. That's so good. Yeah, that's I, I, I think that's something that um, we do a lot. I know you're um, you talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but like we, we do a lot with entrepreneurs, and especially when it's friends or people that come in. Um, I always feel like I try to talk them out of starting the business because if I can, then you definitely shouldn't do it. Um, but a lot of people, that's what they get hung up on early is like, well, it's, I can't make a plan. Cause what if this happens and what if this, and I think the people who just dive in and invest and go all in, um, I mean, they, they just see radical because you can always change. Yeah. You can always evolve with the circumstances, but if you live your life paralyzed by that fear, you don't go anywhere. And they shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. You know, when, you know, a lot of the things that I've learned in life and in business was getting from other people that have already walked in my shoes and have already done what I'm wanting to do. You know, that's that's a big thing. You know, anybody and I tell everybody that's in business and I was telling you earlier what we're opening up our doors to do next month. Um, but we I'm all for helping, you know, people that are trying to do the same thing to kind of help them learn a little bit to kind of ease the blow. I'm not saying it's going to take away any kind of uh, pain or yeah. or anything, but if it could ease the blow and you'd be like, hey, well, Danny told me that was going to happen, so it's happening, so 
I had at least a backup plan for if that even happened. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of business owners are afraid to do that, um, to invest in like the younger generation or the people that are for three steps behind them. I think they're afraid that, the, you know, they're going to catch them. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, one, I think that's a myth. And I think that you can never help people too much. Yeah. I, I mean, don't think so either. And I, I like it. I mean, if somebody's going to challenge me, we always, we, we try to say as much as we can, but the, our biggest competitors for me are not um, people that are currently doing what we're doing. Our biggest competitors are the kids um, that are starting their own thing, that are hungry and ambitious and are doing everything. They're up at three, four in the morning, yeah. still hustling and grinding. They don't have this rhythm. And those are the people that I'm competing with every day. And that's what keeps me hungry yeah. to one, hopefully make them better. Cause if they get better, I'm getting better. Um, but two, like I, I got to remember that that feeling I had when I was 21, 22, um, somebody else is feeling that right now and they might be better than me. Yeah. So I'm going to have to hustle and that's exhausting. But what's your plan on when, when, when you don't have to hustle, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have that plan too. Yeah. And I'm trying to learn that. My wife reminds me that that needs to be a plan. Yeah. It needs to be a plan. At some point you got to pull it back. Yeah. Man, I want to appreciate you being on the podcast. I know you're super busy, yeah, but thank you. I am. I really, I mean this man, I'm super encouraged by, um, your work ethic, all that stuff's amazing, but just your care for people, your investment and your passion. And the fact that I think one thing that I definitely see in you is like your ability to juggle multiple things, um, but also like trust people to take care of it, find the right people and delegate. Um, yeah. cause you've done that really well, obviously. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. No, no. it feels that way sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to try to do it yourself than to train someone else. It's easier to blame yourself that, you know, you got to do it all, but you don't really have to. Do it. Yeah. I'm not good at that. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. Yeah, I understand. No, but I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate time. you too. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll do it again. All right, we'll do cool. it again with uh we'll get Stephanie, uh, Stephanie in here yeah, and then she'll we'll be more uh, than happy, I'm sure. We'll keep doing follow-ups. Yeah. So thanks. I'll man. bring her in so you can have her for your own time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll do another one with all of us because I think okay. that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. I don't think we can have enough of her. Her yeah. personality is amazing. <laughs> thanks, man. I've been scribbling words on a cocktail napkin Scratching a lucky strike ad mad men My rapping is sorta old-fashioned Window shopping, hip-hop and mannequin Roger to his Don Draper, we make songs Elevator music, rock to the PM Don Copping a new John, mocking your crew song I'm dope in the pocket, plus hot with a suit on